Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. and grateful this afternoon we thank you Lord for the opportunity to be here Lord to hear your word Father what a blessing it is when you make way for us to enter into your gates we pray Lord that you speak to us in Jesus name and all the saints join me and say aloud Amen, amen. why don't you take your seats please and Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. I think we have shared this message for a very long time. Perhaps we may put a pause at some point and then it's a long message. So we'll put a pause at some point and then we will continue. But it's a very powerful message. We are sharing about faithfulness. Faithfulness. Proverbs 1, um, 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. Let us read it together. 1, 2, 3, go. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. Moreover, it is quiet and still that a man be found faithful. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. Hallelujah. This is a requirement. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. God's requirement. When you do anything that God requires of you, when God requires something of you and you do it, you please God. Now, when you please God, the Bible says, even he will cause your enemies, your enemies, to be at peace with you. Do you understand? Your enemies. How many of you want to be friends with poverty? You want to be friends with poverty. Can I see by show of hands? So poverty is your enemy. Amen. Isn't that so? How many of you want to be friends with sicknesses? Hospital admissions. So you see, these are things that you don't want to see. These are things that you don't want to make. Things you don't like. When you are ways please God. And God is requiring that stewards be found faithful. Amen. Stewards be found faithful. It is not an option. It is a must. It is a requirement. Amen. When something is required, it means you, can, you cannot get to a certain place without it. You can't get to a nursing program without certain requirements. There are certain courses that are optional. You can choose to do them. But there are things that you have to. You have to. You must read. You must pass certain tests. You must pass English 101. English 101. You have to pass. Otherwise, you cannot graduate. You cannot have a degree. You can take all difficult courses. But this one requirement, that is how faithfulness is. Amen. Now, we are saying that people are not born to be faithful. Sometimes people become unfaithful and they don't even know. Sometimes people think they are faithful and they don't know that they are unfaithful. 
so we are saying that there are certain stages that people go through and they become unfaithful. And those are the stages that we are sharing, we are learning. We are learning these stages so that we don't become unfaithful. We don't want to be people, we don't want to be people who do not please God. Hallelujah. It says it is required. It is, you see, certain things we can play with. And, but when it's required, it means that we must be faithful. And so it is not a choice. Hallelujah. And that is why this message is very important. Amen. So we went through a lot of stages. We have gone through several stages. And we talk about independent spirit. The stage of independent spirit. Hallelujah. We don't have time to go over all of these stages again. But that's the first thing that we talked about. And then we talk about the stage of offense. Offense. Hallelujah. Then we talk about passivity. A stage of passivity. Hallelujah. Listen to these messages and you will really be blessed. Passivity. And I believe last week we attempted to talk about the critical stage. A critical stage. Hallelujah. And I will share with you that this loyalty message is something that applies to every kind of relationship. Every kind of relationship. This message on faithfulness is important in every kind of relationship. In our marriage, at our workplaces, with our friends, with our beloveds, and with our bosses. And in every type of relationship that we have, faithfulness is a must. It's required. Amen. So we are saying that when you become passive, the next stage you move on to is the critical stage. When a person has been offended and he has become passive. You have become passive means that you don't want to be involved in anything anymore. You don't want to be involved in anything anymore. Hallelujah. Next time when the choristers leave for their various ministries, I want these seats to be filled. Please. They ought to be filled. Amen. Hallelujah. So it is not something that we must joke with. When you move from the offense, when you move from offense stage, you become passive. That you don't want to be involved in anything anymore. And then they will ask you, why is your face like that? You are so quiet. Why is your face like that? You say, that's how my face is. And we know that that is not how your face is. Amen. You say you don't want to be involved in anything anymore because you are offended. Now we're saying that when you get to this stage and you don't heal and you don't become active, the next thing that is going to happen is you become a critical person. You move to a stage that is called critical stage. And this is a stage where you become a person that is always criticizing. Always criticizing. You refuse to acknowledge the good of things. Things that have benefited you. Things that you have been blessed from. A church that has been a blessing to you. A church that organized your wedding. A church where there was a minister that blessed your wedding. A church that dedicated your children. A church that has prayed with you when you were sick, when you were in challenges, when you had difficulty. Now, because of offense, you have moved to a stage of passivity and now critical that you criticize the church. That same church. You begin to criticize, you begin to criticize the members. Amen. Amen. When you are in a choir and from some offense you leave the choir, you sit down looking for mistakes in the choir. 
Do you understand? When you lose, when you leave a marriage, you want to find everything wrong with the person that you married. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You look for wrong things about him or about her. Amen. And this you ought to be healed from. Hallelujah. I give you a definition of a critic. A critic is a person who expresses an unfavorable opinion of something. You express an unfavorable opinion. So when you are a critic, you don't say anything good about anything. You always express an unfavorable opinion about things. And the synonym is an attacker. You are an attacker. You attack things. You fight things. Another word is fault finder. When you are a critic, you are a fault finder. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And that is your nature. That is what you become if you move from the stage of passivity. Psalm 131. Psalm 131. Are you with me? Yes. Wonderful. Psalm 131. It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely, I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth forever. Amen. He says, Lord, my heart is not haughty. My heart is not haughty. Haughty means proud. Haughty means proud. My heart is not haughty. That means I am not proud. I am not proud. And he says, nor mine eyes lofty. Lofty eyes means high and lifted up. Lofty eyes. High and lifted up. Someone who is high and lifted up. Do you understand when someone is high and lifted up? Someone who feels pompous. High. Someone who thinks are beneath you. He says, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. My heart does not have that pride, nor am I high and lifted up. Someone who thinks of himself very highly. That is high and lifted up. Amen. And then he says, neither do I exercise myself in great matters. Amen. Amen. Nor in things too high for me. You see, great matters are things that are too high. Hallelujah. Great matters. He says, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or things too high for me. Hallelujah. Now, when certain things are great matters, and they are too high for you, it does not mean that you cannot understand them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When certain things are great matters or too high for you, they don't mean that you can understand them. Hallelujah. You see, sexual relations, they are great matters. And it doesn't mean that if you are young, you don't understand them. 
Do you understand? But doesn't mean that because you understand them, you ought to exercise yourself in them. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If you are not married, though you understand this great matter, the fact that you understand it does not mean that you have to exercise yourself in them. So, great matters or things that are too high for you does not or do not necessarily mean that you do not understand them or you cannot understand them. You can understand them very well, but David said, I do not exercise myself in these things. Amen. What it means is that you have been placed or you have, you have been placed in a certain position that certain things are too high for you. Or you are in a certain position that certain things are too high for you. They are too great for you. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? There are certain things that are too mighty for you. They are too high for you. And so when it comes pertaining to such things, David said, I have quieted my soul. I have quieted myself. I have become like a child that is weaned from the milk. A child that is weaned from the milk is a child that has been breastfed and is full and he has been taken off the milk. That child sleeps. Nothing matters to that child. There are certain things that is how you ought to become. Certain things are too high for you. Certain things are too mighty for you. Amen. Certain things are too mighty for you in particular. Certain things are too high for me in particular. You in particular. It might not be too high for others, but you in particular, you in your position, where you are, they are too high for you. Amen. You see, how many of you have been Sunday school teachers before? You have been a Sunday school teacher. Wonderful. You see, there are some people here who have been Sunday school teachers. How many of you have not been a Sunday school teacher before? You have not, a lot of you have not been Sunday school teachers. Let me see mothers who have never been Sunday school teachers before. You are a mother, but you have not been a Sunday school teacher before. You see? So you see, taking care of children, the fact that you have not been a Sunday school teacher before doesn't mean that taking care of children you don't understand. Do you understand? It doesn't mean that you don't understand. But you see, maybe you don't understand how to take care of multiple children, like 15 children who are all pooping in their diapers at the same time and wooing and doing all kinds of things. You have not handled that before. Do you understand? And so, you are not in a position to rise up to criticize a Sunday school teacher who is doing that job, that you go to pick up your child and Look at what they are putting in my daughter's bag. Is that this bottle doesn't belong to my child? Why did they put it in here? Where are all the diapers? They have used, I brought six diapers. How many times did my, my child get changed? And they have used, look, this diaper, I never bought one before. Why did they put it? You see, you begin to criticize, but it is a matter that is too high for you. You have never been a Sunday school teacher before. And so you don't understand. You don't understand. You brought your child and someone is sacrificing to take care of your child. No charge. No, they don't charge you babysitter charge. Amen. Someone is prepared to take care of your child. 
A lot of mothers, you are so tired with these children at home, running around, shouting. Stop it. Hey, no, don't do Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. These children, they will... You say all kinds of things. That means you will kill me. You are your own children. Babies, you are telling them, they will kill you. Amen. And then you come to church. And then you take them to Sunday school. What a break for you. A lot of mothers, they take them to Sunday school and they come and sit there and they are sleeping too. They are sleeping. It's like two hours of break. Hey! Two hours without these children. You are sitting here, they are taking care of your children so that you can come and listen to the preaching. Meanwhile, you are sitting there sleeping. And then when you wake up, you take your bath and then you go and then, where's my child? Look at your child. My child is running around and nobody is following my child and nobody is doing And you are angry. It's a matter that is too high for you. A matter that is too high for you and you don't understand. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? How many of you have been pastor's wife before? You have been a pastor's wife before? Only one. The whole church, only one. A pastor's wife, where you are a wife that you are sharing your husband in all things, every area. Private moments, you are with your husband and your husband, your wife, you are lying on your husband's chest. And then the phone rings and then, honey, please, please. And then you take your head and then you get up because the conversation you don't want them to hear. So you are going somewhere, downstairs somewhere to talk to someone and how many of you have experienced that before? Oh, not even... I can't find. You have not been a pastor's wife before. Sharing your husband. Your husband's, oh, today I'm not going anywhere. You know, we are together. We are doing this. Oh, I have to go. But we will make up next week. Next week we will do it. How many of you have experienced that kind of thing before? That is it. Oh, can't we just be together for just one day? How many of you have experienced that before? One person, only one. See, you have not been a, a, a pastor's wife before. So, what, what gives you the authority to criticize pastor's wife? You don't know how to be a pastor's wife. You don't know how it is to be a pastor's wife. You don't know what it means to be a pastor's wife. So, criticizing a pastor's wife is a matter that is too high for you. Too high for you. Too high for you. That is why, that is why you are there and someone comes and begins to talk to you. And then these days, the pastor's wife, he says, hey, 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 my sister, have you been a pastor's wife before? Yes or no? Just answer me. Have you been a pastor's wife before? Then this matter, it is too high for the two of us to discuss. Neither have I become a pastor's You see, there are certain matters. David said, you see, there are certain matters that are too high for me. You have not been a pastor before. Have you been a pastor before? But you criticize pastors. Criticize pastors. You have never been a pastor before. Handling multiple things. Handling multiple areas. You have never been that before, but you criticize. Criticize. Amen. You see, the fact that you are being a wife does not mean you have been a pastor's wife before. 
Eh? We are all wives. Eh? We are all wives. We know how it is. We are all wives. You see, you have not been a pastor's wife before. So you cannot rise up to a position where you stand to criticize pastor's wives. I am sharing something very important to you. I'm coming to a point. What I'm sharing with you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Some of you, you have never been managers at a job before. You have never stand one day in a managerial position. But you criticize managers. You criticize managers. Amen. Not that you don't understand how it is to manage people, but you have not been one before. And so it's a matter that is too high for you. Amen. I, I hope somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you. It's a matter that is too high for you. Amen. Have you been a wife before? You have never been a wife before. You have never been a wife before. Wow. Have you been a husband before? You see, you have never been a wife before. And you rise up to criticize a wife. Meanwhile, you don't know for one day, one moment, how it is to be a wife. And you rise up. A wife's position is a matter that is too high for you to criticize. And the husband's position is a matter that is too high for you. Because you see, the, not, not that you don't understand what it means, but it's a matter that is too high for you. You have no idea. You see, you have no idea when the woman begins to narrate to you what it means to be a wife. You will open your mouth and say, ah. You see, you have no idea what it means. And so that matter is a matter that is too high for you. It's a matter that is too high for you. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Now you see the scripture that we just read. The person who wrote this scripture is not a child. The person who wrote the scripture is not a child. He's a king. He's not a child and he's not ignorant neither. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He's a king and not an ordinary king. He's someone who hears from God. Someone who communicates with God. He's someone who is well-learned. Someone who understands the word of God. If anyone will have something to say about everything, it ought to be him. It ought to be the king. And even him, he's saying that there are certain matters that are too high for me. Even the king is saying there are certain matters that are too high for me and so I do not exercise myself in these matters. Some of you, you have never been married before but you criticize marriage people. Criticize marriage couples. Look at that marriage. Look at them. They call this marriage. Look, they call this marriage. Look at what they are doing. Look at how they are fighting. Every day they are fighting. Every day they are going to the reverend. <laughs> but you see, you have no idea we have to talk to Reverend. We can't even talk to him. Every day they are married. Every day you are not. Are you the only one that? Are, but you have not been married before. It's a matter that is too high for you. Hallelujah. I say it's a matter that is too high for you. Amen. Matters that are too high for us, we don't we don't exercise ourselves. Let me explain it to you in the scripture. Numbers chapter twelve. Numbers chapter twelve. Our time is almost up. Wow. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. It says, <clears throat> Are you with me? 
And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had buried. Are you with me? I want all of your attention, please. It says, and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses. Why? Because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. You see? So what the Bible is telling us is that Miriam and Aaron, they understand. It's not that it is not something that is too complex for them to understand. If somebody understands what I'm sharing with you, the Bible confirms that, yes, they know what they are talking about. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. It's not that they are talking about something that is not true. It is a fact. And they can understand that he has married an Ethiopian woman. And that the Bible confirms that understanding. He says, and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. And it's like God is saying, yeah, because he had really married an Ethiopian woman. Do you understand it? He says, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Verse 2, and they said, had the Lord, you see, now they have agreed themselves. We understand this matter. We are not supposed to marry an Ethiopian woman. It's a law that is among the Israelites. And we understand that what this man has done is wrong. They can understand that what this man has done is not right. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And based on that understanding, they continue on. They said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? You see, when you begin to find certain mistakes with someone that is so obvious, you begin to downgrade that person. You begin to bring down that person. When you find something so wrong with someone, you begin to bring down that person. So now that they have established the truth that what he has done is wrong, he said, down, really, had God only spoken to Moses? He said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Had he not spoken also by us? Because we have not even married Ethiopians. Do you understand? So there's a possibility that maybe God is speaking to us and we are not really paying attention. You see, this is the analysis because of the facts that they have established. Had he not spoken also by us? And what happened? The Bible says, and the Lord heard it. And the Lord heard it. And the Lord heard it. God pays attention to matters that are too high for you when you are exercising yourself in them. You know why? Because it puts you in the category of proud people. And the Bible says, God resists the pride. And so God looks for proud people so he can resist them. And so in this conversation, as they were talking, the Bible says, and the Lord heard it. The Lord heard the analysis. Verse 3, now the man Moses was very meek. Meek means humble. He was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Wow. wow. May the Bible describe you as the meekest person. That they say in the whole church, he's the meekest person amongst them. He says that's how Moses was. Described as very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. 
This is, now you realize that that was in the quotation. This is how God sees. That is how God sees. The conversation they had up, it is their analysis. But God, they don't know this. And this is what God sees. Verse 4, he says, And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and unto Aaron, and unto Miriam, Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three, and they three came out. When the Lord heard the conversation, he said, Come out, the three of you. And they came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. He says, And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. And called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came. Amen. They both came. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Hallelujah. And they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. That is an ordinary, that's a prophet. He says, if there was a prophet among you, I, the Lord myself, I will speak to that person in a vision and in dreams and I'll make myself known to that person. Verse 7, he says, my servant Moses is not so. My servant, is a God that's given a description of a prophet. How he communicates with prophets. And so if you are looking for Moses, he's higher than a prophet. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Though he had married an Ethiopian woman, for he has married an Ethiopian woman. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Though he had married an Ethiopian woman. He said, my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house. He is faithful in all my house. You see, one thing that Miriam and Aaron did not know, that in the eyes of God, the marriage to an Ethiopian woman, God considered it in his heart that it is faithful. God did not single out and say, he is faithful in all things except his marriage to the Ethiopian woman. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house. He is faithful including his marriage to the Ethiopian woman. He is faithful in all my house. Verse 8. With him, I will speak mouth to mouth. Even apparently. Apparently means clearly. He says, with him, I will speak mouth to mouth. Even apparently. And not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wow. God reveals himself to Moses. Wherefore, then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Tell your neighbor, it's a question. 
Were you not afraid to speak about a choir member that is standing in the front of the church singing when you have never been a choir member before? Were you not afraid to talk about the one who was leading when you have never led praise and worship before? Were you not afraid when you were talking about a pastor's wife when you have never been a pastor's wife before? Were you not afraid to talk about a pastor when you have never been a pastor before? You have never stood in front of a church and preached before. He says, were you not afraid to speak against my husband? My, my, my husband. <laughs> and wife, were you not afraid when you stood up to speak against your husband? When you have never been a husband before. And were you also not afraid as a husband to speak against your wife? When you have never been a wife before. Amen. As for children, every parent has been a child before. So they can speak against you. But were you not afraid as a child when you stood up to speak against your parents? When you have never been a father or a mother before. Amen. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he departed. Listen. The anger of the Lord was kindled and he departed. And look. It says, and the cloud departed off the tabernacle. The cloud departed off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. Wow. Wow. Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. <laughs> it's like he, he looked, he said, ah. <laughs> You know, he put on like old Aaron, he put on his glasses, and then he looked. Hey, and the woman was leprous. The woman has become leprous, white as snow. Amen. Look at that. It says, when the cloud departed, when the cloud departed, the woman became leprous. Immediately the cloud departed from all the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow, and Aaron looked upon Miriam. And behold, truly, she was leprous. She was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, Lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Some of you have spoken against men of God, against pastors. May the Lord never lay these things against you. Amen. Amen. It says, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Verse 13, verse 12. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. <laughs> and Moses cried unto the Lord. Oh, look at Pastor. Pastor Moses. Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, she should not be ashamed seven days. Let her be shut out from the camp seven days. 
And after that, let her be received in again. Amen. Yep. When the minister pray for her again. You see, what I'm trying to share with you from this scripture is that I don't understand any everything. But Miriam did not know that even her liberation from slavery, that she'll be taken out of slavery to a land that flows with milk and honey, it was not coming until the Lord found a servant. 400 years of waiting, it did not come until the Lord found a servant. And that was her brother. Do you understand? That was her brother. Sometimes people cannot graduate to accept what the next phase of a person's life is. That she has seen this young person growing up, this young boy running around with butt naked, and she chasing him to bathe him. He says, come let me bath you, and Moses was running away, and she, she would grab Moses, and then she would sit him down, beat him, and bath him, and all kinds of things. She could not grow to a stage where now Moses, that same Moses, has been chosen as a servant of God. Amen. She could not grow to accept that. She could not understand that her liberation, her freedom from slavery was a result of this man agreeing for God to send him. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Moses himself, he considered himself inadequate. But he was the one that God chose. Miriam was not aware that the pillar of cloud that protected them was a result of God finding the servant. Miriam had no idea that she was just a step away from an incurable disease. She was just a step away from an incurable disease, but there was a pillar of cloud that was covering her. And it's because God found a servant. It says, when the cloud departed, the moment the cloud was lifted off the tabernacle, she became a leper, white as snow. Miriam did not know that there was just one step from healthy life to leprosy, and what was standing in there was her mouth, to open her mouth to exercise her in a matter that was too high for her. She didn't know that. Sometimes we do not know certain conversations that we get ourselves involved in. Sometimes we are not aware of certain conversations that we get ourselves involved in. But sometimes it is just one conversation, just you are one conversation away from becoming a leper. May the Lord deliver you from such conversations that lead to poverty, that lead to separation, that lead to bewilderment, that lead to barrenness, conversation that lead to unproductivity, conversation that lead to illnesses, incurable diseases. May the Lord deliver you from them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now one important thing that I want to share with you. You see, it was Miriam and Aaron that had a conversation. This is the point that I'm trying to get to you. It was Miriam and Aaron that had a conversation. It was Miriam and Aaron that were talking. 
It was Miriam and Aaron that were saying, had the Lord also not spoken to us. But when the cloud departed, it was Miriam who became a leper. There are certain conversations. Perhaps, perhaps Aaron was in the priest line. Perhaps Aaron had a priestly covering. The priestly covering that allowed him to say certain things to a man of God or say certain things about a man of God. Perhaps Aaron was in a, such a position that he could say certain things. But for Miriam, there are certain things that are too high for you to involve yourself in. Too high for you. And so, David said, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters. Certain things are great matters. There are certain conversations that take care, that you, or happen in your car, and they are great matters. Sometimes because of offense, you have been offended and you have become a critic. You criticize everything. There are certain conversations that are too high for you. So he says, and in things, he says, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Too high for me. Surely, I have behaved and quieted myself. I have behaved and quieted myself. Sometimes you need to just quiet yourself. Sometimes there are certain conversations when they are bringing it up, just quiet yourself. Sometimes people are giving you a right. You have no option but to hear these things. But you just quiet yourself. Don't offer anything. Don't bring certain incurable diseases and incurable or unchangeable situations over your life. Amen. Amen. You see, if Miriam was in this church and she came to church one Sunday and said, Reverend, look at my hand. Reverend, look at, maybe I will call all of you, let's surround her and bring oil, let's pray, let's anoint her, let's pour, let's cast demons. And you see, we are not casting demons. It is something that the Lord has brought upon her as a result of her own conversation. And we can pray and pray and pray and pray. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? There are certain things, they come upon you as a result of exercising yourself in matters that are too high for you. So David said, surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Don't exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. Yes, it is wrong. You see it. It is wrong. Yes, he ought not to have done that. But it is a matter that is too high for you. Yes, the Sunday school teacher shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have switched your diaper bags. He shouldn't have changed your, your, your children's snacks. Yes, the Sunday school teacher shouldn't have given your child candy. But you have not been a Sunday school teacher before. You have not been a drama before. Why is it that when we are worshiping, we get to a place where we are really into it and then it's going down? You see, you have never been a drama before. So maybe it's a matter that is too high for you to criticize. And so David said, I have quieted myself. I have quieted myself. I have, he said, I have quieted. Perhaps you need to stay quiet. 
He said, surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord. Matters that are too high for you, let Israel hope in the Lord. If you see a matter that is too high for you, just hope in the Lord. He says, let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. From henceforth and forever. Let your faith, let, just trust in the Lord that this situation, yes, it is true, but he will change it for you. Let Israel hope in the Lord and God will perfect all things that pertains to you. Matters that are too high for you, if you hope in the Lord, he will perfect them also. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Our time is up. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh. Stand to your feet. I do not exercise myself in matters. Matters that are too high for me. Matters that are too high for me. Oh. Matters that are too high for me. There are certain matters that are too high for us. Let not offense put you in a situation to criticize. Let not offense bring you in a situation to not criticize. And even go above and be involved in matters that are too high for you. There are certain matters that are too high for us. Lord, help us to quiet ourselves that I will quiet myself. There are certain matters. There are certain matters. Aaron spake against Moses, but he did not become a leper. But there are certain matters that maybe people may get away with because perhaps they are in a situation for which that matter is not too high for them. That matter is not too high for them. But you, my beloved, there are certain matters that are too high for you. Certain matters that are too high for you. But deliver us from criticizing, from involving ourselves in matters that are too great or too high for us. Jesus offered a good advice. He said, why be holding down the mouth that is in your brother's eye? Why? Why? When there is a love that is in your eye. Unless the love that is in your eye is removed. He says, unless the love that is in your eye is removed. You cannot see clearly. He said, wait until that love in your eye is removed. Then you can see clearly. Then you will be placed in a position to be able to criticize. God, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Heal us. Heal our hearts. Heal our hearts from offenses. That we do not become passive. That we do not become critics. Oh Lord, help us. Help us, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Yes. May we not fall to the sin of fear. 
yourself or in issues, in matters and issues that are too high for us, Jesus. Jesus, for your word this afternoon. Father, forgive us. Father, if we have exercised ourselves in any matter, if there's any matter that we have exercised ourselves in, matters that are too great for us. Father, if we have been of haughty hearts and our eyes have been lofty, and if we have exercised ourselves in matters that are too high for us, Lord, we ask that you forgive us, cleanse us. Father, let not the cloud that is upon this tabernacle depart from us. Father, for there is a cloud in the house, a cloud that covers us, a cloud that delivers us. Father, we are under a certain cloud that we cannot see. Sometimes we speak against the very tabernacle that has been a blessing to us. Sometimes we rise up and we see the obvious and we criticize. We speak against certain things that are so obvious that in our hearts we feel can be done differently and we criticize. Lord, forgive us. Let not the tabernacle tend to be a curse to us. But may we remain under the cloud May we not take the cloud from over our heads. May we be under the cover of the mighty one in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that everyone that is here under the sound of my voice, Father, will be under the tabernacle and will be covered by the cloud. Let not the cloud depart from this one. Father, for every spoken word that we have spoken, that you have heard, has been against you, Lord. Forgive us. Like Moses prayed for Miriam, I pray for your sons and daughters. Lord, we have exercised ourselves in certain matters that are too high for us. But this 
afternoon, Lord. We pray for forgiveness. We pray for cleansing. Bring back the cloud. Let us be covered. Deliver us, O God, from every curse that we have brought ourselves under by our conversation. Today we repent and we say, Oh God, purify us and cleanse us and bring us back in the camp in the name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, if you are here this afternoon, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, wherever you are, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You say, I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. You are here. You are not born again, but you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. If that is you, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We honor you in the name of Jesus. You are here. You, are, you, feel, you feel that there's a voice calling you and saying, give your life to Christ this afternoon. Perhaps this is your only chance. Perhaps this is your Moses. This is your prophet. You want to give your life to Jesus? It's not too late. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? We give you glory and we give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.com. B-R-O-N-X at gmail.com.